you've got 34 themes that could possibly show up in your top five. But essentially, they are your talents, they form your talent DNA, and you can work on those top five talents in order to make them strengths. And that's the whole idea that you should really focus on your strengths and not forget your weaknesses, but don't focus on them as much um, because it really is something that we're told to do, you know, focus on your weaknesses and improve them when really you could probably get better results if you focus on your strengths. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Homework Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, you are in such a treat today. I am buzzing. I'm recording this intro just after I got off recording with Amy and she was so fantastic. So Amy, I've got Amy Pettingfield on podcast today and she's a strengths coach. So she uses the Clifton Strengths tool as a way to help you unleash your strengths and figure out what lights you up and what you're really good at and rather than focusing on your weaknesses all the time. And she was bloody fantastic. I just loved this interview so much. We found out a lot about what a strength coach actually does. I feel like I'm tripping up all the time. Strengths coach is really hard to say. And then also how you can use your strengths to become happier, more fulfilled, and how she transitioned from being an events manager to a strengths coach and why that was always her passion in the background. I, like I said, just love recording this episode with Amy. I think you're going to love it too. She won't come as any surprise that her main skill or her biggest strength is a communicator. And I was utterly put to shame with her turn of phrase in this interview. She was so succinct and put together and is just such a strong communicator. So that definitely came out. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. I am currently knee deep in a Google Ads bootcamp with thousands of lovely students who are learning five foundational pillars of a profitable Google Ads account and we're having a blast. A lot of my energy is going into that at the moment, but I'm really enjoying it. And if you want to find out more about my Google Ads course, which will be open for enrollment tomorrow by the time you're listening to this episode, you can head to the link in my show notes. It will be katiegriffin.com forward slash profitable dash promotion. It's the only time I'm running my ads course this year because I have a baby in my tummy and I don't want to be running a course when I have a baby that doesn't sleep. So this will be the last time that I run it in 2021. So if you're looking to upskill on all things Google Ads, make sure you head to my website and check it all out there. If you're listening to this a bit later, you might have missed out. I'm sorry. But hopefully if you're interested in Google Ads at all, uh, and learning how to possibly run your own account without the need of uh, an expensive account manager, then you'll hit the link in the show notes and head there and find out all the info. If you need more info on that, you can always contact me via my website and also send me a DM on Instagram. Now I've done the shameless self-promotion, let's dive into the episode with Amy. You are going to love her. Okay, jokes. Amy, I am so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. You are you ha- so welcome. And I want to know, I'm so keen to talk to you. I want to know 
well, I want you to give people that are listening an introduction about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So my name is Amy Pettingill. I am a Clifton Strengths Coach. Um, formerly, I was an event manager. Um, and at the beginning of 2020, I decided to take the plunge and um, follow my heart and let go of what my own um, limiting beliefs were telling me, which is that I had to do and stay in a career in event management because that's what I studied at uni. Um, when really for years and years and years, there's been this little voice inside of my head tugging at me to explore being a Clifton Strengths coach um, more and more. Uh, so I live in Melbourne with my husband, Ben. We've been married nearly a year and we have two beautiful puppies, two Kelpies um, named Aussie and Kip. And we just, um, we both run our own businesses. So we spend a lot of time together at home and I couldn't imagine life any other way. One thing that stuck out to me there, there's a few things, but one of them was that you said you always had in the back of your mind that you wanted to kind of niche down into Clifton Strengths. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very specific niche. So what was it that was like, was there an experience? Like, how did you get involved? Because Clifton Strengths, you'll be able to explain it so much better than I, but it's about like um, understanding what your strengths are and then using them to with your personal and your work life and that sort of stuff. But what, how did you get into your fascination with strengths and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I used to live and work in Sydney um, and I was an event manager for a company that trained professional speakers and provided training courses for people who uh, wanted to learn how to communicate more effectively. And um, fun fact, that's where I met my husband, Ben. He is a professional speaker and he was doing the training. Um, but it's also um, as an employee for that company and anyone who came through our events, it was a prerequisite that we had to take our Clifton Strengths Assessment. And it was one of the team building tools that we used as well as the peer cultural building um, tools that we use within the event community and the people who attended our events. And I remember taking the test. I hadn't done any personal development before. I was 20 or 21 years old and um, I was fascinated by my results. It was like somebody had um, dived into my brain and pulled out exactly who I was and put it in this really succinct, unbiased way that basically just said, you know, this is why you do what you do. These are your talents. This is where you thrive. This is where you might um, struggle. Um, and yeah, these are the talents that you should focus more time on working on in order to turn them into strengths and um, yeah, thrive in more areas of life, whether it be personal life or work life. And I remember thinking then, oh, I would love to share this with more people. I would love to be the reason why more people take their Clifton Strengths assessment. But at the time, um, again, these limiting beliefs telling me that I was too young, nobody would take me seriously, I don't have enough experience, I need to go out and live a little and um, learn about my own strengths and use them as the foundation to craft my life around before I can ever even consider being a strengths coach. And it's kind of also one of those ideas that I thought, I probably think this now and in two years, three years, whatever, I'll never think about it again. But here we are. I am now 29 years old. I turned 30 this year and at the beginning of 2020 when I was 28, I went, I, I'm getting married, I'm getting a new name, I can be whoever I want to be and I need to finally follow this feeling that I had um, and I need to be a Clifton Strengths coach. I love that. And mm. I was we were talking a little bit before we started to record about how I've had experience with Clifton Strengths in the past as well and I felt the same way that you did that I was like, that is me like mm -hmm. and to the point that I was like oh my god I'm embarrassed how accurate that was because <laughs> it's embarrassing you know how like literally how much it it described who I was as a person and how I was in the work environment mm -hmm. and we uh I first did my 
um, Clifton Strengths about three years ago when I was working at an agency and we were restructuring and we brought on some um, change management change management people to help with that process and they got everyone to do the Clifton Strengths. And it was really eye-opening to be able to see, okay, this is how, this is the strength that someone has and this is why this doesn't resonate with them or why this sort of um, directive isn't necessarily the best for this mm-hmm. person. So it does help significantly with all that sort of stuff. But did you find before you we talk about how you got into working with clients and that, did you find that you were utilising your core strengths in your events management or that you were kind of not using those? Like did you find you would naturally were leaning towards those anyway and you wanted to go further down the path of Clifton Strengths, but were any of those skills being brought out in your in your existing role? Yeah, so when I first took the assessment and got the results, I was like, oh, my gosh, no wonder I do things the way I do. Um, this makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense why I've had the experience that I've experiences that I've had throughout my lifetime. It, it just made so much sense to me. And then moving forward, as I continued on the path of being an event manager, I was employed and then I decided to go out on my own. And um, it was really by harnessing those strengths and trying to lead with them more rather than focusing on my weaknesses. And that's probably a big thing that I'd want to draw attention to is that um, the reason why I love the Clifton Strengths Assessment so much is it really gives you a solid, um, almost undeniable foundation for you to uh, communicate what you're good at rather than jumping into the default of identifying where our skills lack um, and where we as people lack. It kind of gives you a platform to be able to say, I'm really good. Um, For instance, my top five strengths are communication, activator, woo, which is winning others over, positivity and empathy. So it gives me a platform to say, I'm a really strong communicator. I find it really easy to turn my thoughts and feelings into words um, with little to no thought. And sometimes that can be a blessing and other times that can be a real curse. But um, as I through life in a I feel like when I first took the assessment, it really helped me um, personally. I didn't, I didn't need as much thought or focus to apply it into my role as a, an event manager and then um, into my role as a business owner. At the very beginning, it was very much a personal, um, a personal tool in my eyes that allowed me to really change my life from a life where I wasn't really enjoying myself. I wasn't very happy. I wasn't very fulfilled. And it gave me the the direction that I needed in order to do more of these things um, in order to feel good about myself. So connect and communicate with more with more people who really lit me up and understood um, my personality and let me be the positive, enthusiastic person that I often am, um, but also let me be the really emotional, sensitive person that I am. And yeah, that was, that was really life-changing. Um, it sounds a bit wanky, but I truly do think that knowing my strengths changed my life. Um, another reason why I've decided to come back to it and be a Clifton Strengths coach because I want other people to feel that as well. I want people to be able to have um, these these words and really at the end of the day they are, they are just words to be able to d- help define themselves and they can create their life around them and, and the person that they are around them and the person that they showcase to other people. And I think what you say about when you do know your strengths and you know more about yourself, I think the more you get to know yourself and a lot of people don't, they, they'll say, you know, each decade becomes er- easier because you know yourself more so that earlier you can get to know yourself and really understand what your strengths and your weaknesses mm-hmm. or what your talents are. I think the easier life usually is like there, there are times where I'll think, Oh, why do I do things X, Y, and Z or why? And 
is this a particular way? And I think that's just, I'll often come back to those strengths that I've had in the past and be like, mm-hmm. oh, that is why, because I'm doing things a certain way. And it does help things to fall into place and make you feel like you're not abnormal or out of the ordinary because that is your unique set of strengths. Can you explain to people that haven't been or don't know what Clifton Strengths is, what is it and what um, what's the process of understanding your strengths? Yeah, sure. So the Clifton Strengths Assessment is backed by decades and decades of research. It was first come up with um, by a, a guy named Don Clifton and it's been taken on by Gallup, which is a really large global research institute. And essentially it's an online self-analysis tool. And it's a series of 177 questions, which you're meant to um, answer uninterrupted in about, they say about 45 minutes. I found that it takes a bit quicker than that. Um, If you're really, it's it's basically you're meant to look at these questions, which are a set of um, two statements on the opposite, the polar ends of a continuum. And you're meant to provide an answer on, on a bar. So you've got the centre being neutral to both of those statements, or you can go further to one end indicating that that statement um, is more descriptive of you and the and the person that you feel you are or um, to the other end. So an example of that is on one end of the scale, it could say, I think about things really cautiously before I take action. Or on the other end, it would say, I, re- I, I jump into things quickly um, and often prefer to just do rather than think. And Based on your answer to those 177 questions, there's an opportunity for you to have um, to receive a report that either has your top five strengths or your full 34 report. So if you opt for just the top five, which will serve anyone well for their whole life, if they only know their top five strengths, it's you've got a 30, you've got 34 themes that could possibly show up in your top five. But essentially, um, they are your talents. They form your talent DNA, and you can work on those top five strengths. Um, of those top five talents in order to make them strengths. And that's the whole idea that you should really focus on your strengths and not forget your weaknesses, but don't focus on them as much um, because it really is something that we're told to do, you know, focus on your weaknesses and improve them when really you could probably get better results if you focus on your strengths. And it's a five-point scale, isn't it? It's got one on either end, like a very, very much agree or completely agree. Yes. Two in the middle or two on either side and then one in the middle. And then so one in the middle. Yes, a yeah. five-point scale. That's a really great way to describe it. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I think it's described as a five-point scale. But anyway, yeah. yeah. How can you use those as an individual when you're looking for employment opportunities or looking for a, a workplace? Like how can, or when you're in a workplace, like how can you use those, the knowledge that you then have about your skills or your strengths to make better decisions or choose a better role for you or pursue a different career path? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the clients that I've worked with when we've, um, when we've talked about them being in an employment situation or seeking employment is I find that it's really handy to know your strengths in order to communicate them and use strengths-based language in your cover letter or when you're answering questions in an interview series it's really a way that you can um, feel more confident in communicating who you are, what you do and why you do it. Uh, and when you're in that employment uh, already and you're seeking for your change or growth and development, it's, again, a way to be able to communicate uh, what it is that your needs are and where you think that the direction that you would like to take and being able to bring it back to 
this research and this report that's generated for you by Cal- by Gallup and explaining that to your your potential employer or your current employer and saying these are my strengths and I'd really I'm really trying to work on them so I can thrive in my role or thrive in this company and here is here is ways in which I think I can do it because they relate to my strengths so it's kind of that um it's almost undisputable because it's right there before you it's really unbiased. It's, it's a report that um, is backed by decades worth of research. And more often than not, I find that people are really confident in being able to uh, say, this is what lights me up because of my strengths. Therefore, I'd like to do more of that. And from an, empl- an employer perspective, mm-hmm. a lot of people that listening are, are listening might have they might be a solopreneur or have a small team. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest investments that you're going to make is hiring either a part-time or a full-time team member. It's a huge investment for a small business to make. So how can you then, from the flip perspective, use strengths-based information to choose the person that's going to be the best cultural fit for your business or the the best fit for the role in terms of the demands of the job? Yeah. So to start with, um, I encourage people when they're putting out an employment ad, um, a lot of people can ask for a range of different things to be included in people's um, applications. And it's just a way of being able to, I guess, weed out the applications that come through on Seek that are just like submit, 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 submit. Um, And so if you put right at the bottom of your employment um, ad, part of your application, we would really like you to take your strengths assessment, your Clifton strengths assessment via Gallup. Here's how you do it. And no matter what their results are, if they've done that task, that shows that they're really interested. So that's kind of the first step. Um, and Gallup say not to use the Clifton Strengths Assessment as a sole employment tool um, because, like I said before, at the end of the day, they're just five words um, when you look at your top five and they can the way that those five words interact is different to different from every person and, therefore, I wouldn't ever recommend somebody employ purely based on strengths. It's it's just a supporting document. It's a supporting tool um, that can accompany how the person interviews, what skills they think they might need and what strengths they think they might need. And it, it just adds another layer um, to that employment um, phase. And then when it comes to having a, a small team, whether it be yourself and one other or yourself and three others, five, ten. Um, the thing I really love about strengths is that it's so unique. So you have a one in 33 million chance of having the same top five strengths in the same order as anyone else in the world. And that's fascinating to me um, because uh, when I work with my clients in coaching sessions, I really try and point out that your combination of strengths is huge and has a huge impact on how you operate and how you show up in the world. And it's the same when you look at a team. So their team combinations and the way that all their strengths come together, it is really unique. And it it helps company owners, business owners, um, employers, it helps them understand and almost eliminate frustration. They have this, they have this new level of understanding that they can look at people's strengths and say, well, uh, this person does things this way because their strengths are one, two, three, four, five. And it makes so much sense why so-and-so does it completely different because their strengths are one, two, three, four, five. So it allows you to say hello to understanding and goodbye to frustration because you recognize that just as your unique strengths make you unique because you've got that one in 33 million chance, it also makes all of your employees 
unique and all of your contractors and all of the people and the suppliers that you engage in your business, everyone's going to operate in different manners based on how their strengths come together and the combination that they form. Um, and then, of course, you'll see a lot of similarities as well. Uh, so I've met one, two, actually two now. I've coached one and um, come across at an event, one other, um, people who had four out of the top five strengths and one lady in particular, she had four of the top our top five in the same order as me and only one was different I think number four was different we were both like whoa but we were really similar and the way we communicated was really similar and the way our expressions were really similar and our energy in the room was really similar um and then of course there's so many other people out there who I come across who have completely different strengths to me that are completely different but it, yeah it gives you this new understanding and appreciation of people it really does and I think from someone I'm a small business owner that has a full-time employee and we both came from the same, like I knew that she had, um, we'd both done the Clifton Strengths before she joined me. And so I had access to her strengths and it is, it's actually really reassuring to come back to something to say, that's maybe why she works with a certain way, whereas I work another way. And that's why maybe when I'm giving feedback, I need to do it in this way or when I'm assigning tasks or deadlines or when we're talking about things or when we're talking about priorities. And it really does help because I think as most people, I, I do this as well. I'm like, oh, why don't, why do people do things? You can't get in the head of someone else because you have such a unique way of doing things. And so having a report that you can rely back on about what's the best way to communicate feedback? What's the best way to set goals? What's the best, like, why does my team member, not mine in particular, but in general, why does my team member go slow and steady, whereas I'm fast and loose and mm-hmm. working? And it, it's interesting because my my team member, Caitlin, she and I have really complementary strengths, whereas I'm a bit fast and loose and can be really focused. And whereas she likes to be, and I'm more big picture, whereas she likes to really go down and drill down in the detail. So having different strengths is actually a really great thing when you're looking for team members and employees, because they can complement the the bits that you like, because everyone will be, have strengths in different areas. Yeah, absolutely. I even find that in relationships as well. Ben and I often joke about um, having, uh, we've between us, we've got um, a top set of top 10 strengths, our two, uh, lots of five combined. We have none the same at all. And we are completely different people, but we fill in one another's gaps really well. So strategic is one of his strengths and it falls within my top 15. So still like one of my, um, I would say probably a supporting strength. But when we have to problem solve or when we're packing to go on a holiday, I often turn to him and say, what do you think about this? And so it's just good to have that extra level of support um, and assistance in the areas in which you're not as strong and just acknowledging that and being okay with that and recognizing, okay, so I might not bring much to the table in this area, but in this other area, I certainly do. Yeah, it's kind of like the love languages for you know much absolutely. in a much deeper way because that's what I I used to get so frustrated at my husband because he doesn't see the need to like give uh, validation or positive reinforcement or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's like my top love language. I like yeah. love to be positively reinforced and complimented at all that sort of stuff. And it yeah. sounds so needy, but then and so when he doesn't do it, I'm like, why? 
are you not giving me what I need? And he's like, I don't yeah. think it's important. Like it's not something that is, yeah. means anything to me. So understanding even at that little base level makes it mm-hmm. easy to be like, okay, well, that's because when he makes dinner, that's him telling me really that, giving me a compliment. That's his equivalent of that. Yes. Yeah. And it's really good to understand those differences, whether it's love languages or your strengths or any of the personality profiling tools out there. They all have their place. They all tell you something different and you can never really know enough about yourself, but also you can never really know enough about the people around you, especially the ones who you spend the most time with, like our employees and partners and business partners, life partners, whatever it is. It's super empowering in order to be able to say, this is who I am and and I like this about me. I'm also going to work on this. Um, but what about you? Like, tell me about you. What do your strengths mean? What does your love language mean? What do your different profiles and acronyms and numbers and colors, what do they mean? And how can I um, fulfill you um, by using them as a way in order to show you that I, you're heard, you're supported, you're listened to, you're cared for, and that I love you? Um, in any form of love that is and that's yeah that's what I really like about strengths as well because it's where it's really easy to use strengths-based language and say oh this is my um this is my positivity I'm really struggling with my positivity or um I'm feeling so excited um my positivity is on fire right now so you're able to really pinpoint your thoughts feelings emotions um your actions and why and where they're coming from and that's a real game changer when it comes to my number one strength, which is communication. So being able to be communicated with and communicate back and um, be on the same page is wildly important to me. And moving back to you, when you were an events manager and you were like, you always had this really big passion for Clifton Strengths and you wanted to move further down that path. What was it that led to the confidence, like the confidence change that you thought at the beginning of 2020, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to pursue this further like did something happen during that period Uh, I was actually at an event run by Suze Chadwick and Erica Kramer and it was all about it was a confidence workshop and uh, I don't know what was said I don't know who said it I don't I don't know any I don't remember any of it all I remember is in that very moment I was like oh my goodness I can't do this anymore I I don't want to be an event manager anymore. I really like events and I'll probably um, still do bits and pieces of it here and there, which I still do, uh, but I don't want it to be my main thing. I, and I, I just innately knew in that moment that there was so much more for me out there. And I, even when I was younger, I just wanted to make an impact in some way. I wanted to help people and support people and be there for them. And being an event manager wasn't really fulfilling that at all. And so in that moment, I was like, I've, I've got to do this. So I um, put my hand up and I grabbed the microphone and I stood up there and I've got a photo of it actually. And I've posted it on my Instagram uh, at the end of last year, maybe um, in November, which was 12 months since I went to that event. And yeah, I stood up in front of a whole room of women who some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know at all and still don't know. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be an event manager I am going to be a Clifton Strengths coach because that's what lights me up. I talk about it all the time and I have for years. I tell people to go and take the test and then they get their results and I talk to them about it. Like I'm already doing it anyway, so I'm going to make this an actual thing. Um, And, yeah, I just knew that there was more out there for me. And so I declared it to a a room of strangers and that really helps. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) So when you talk about, we've talked about, you know, what Clifton Strengths are, but what exactly does a Clifton Strengths coach do? So. A Clifton Strengths Coach is somebody who's able to support you understand your report, um, so whether that be your top five or your full 34 report, and they're able to 
um, they're able to guide you towards the areas of life in which you wish to thrive using your strengths. Um, and so I say it all the time, you, know, you don't need to work with a Clifton Strengths coach because the resources that you get from Gallup are so comprehensive that you could read them and that is you get your investment back in taking the test tenfold. Um, but the benefit of working with a strength is that you really maximise your investment on even knowing these results in the first place. Um, and so personally, I really like to work um, with individuals and teams in order to help them understand themselves and work on um, knowing where they feel like they're thriving and where they feel like they're in flow and um, comparing that, I suppose, to where they feel like they're not and drawing upon their strengths in order to understand why. And then when it comes to teams, I'm a really big believer in the statement that I said before, which is that your strengths allow you to say goodbye to frustration and hello to understanding. Um, and so I really like to pinpoint um, and identify within teams where people are going to really soar in their role and where people may struggle and need support um, from the other people in their team who have completely different strengths to them. And so um, building a really solid culture and a strong culture that's built on respect and understanding of one another's strengths. Uh, so that's personally what I do as a Clifton Strengths Coach and there's lots of others out there. Uh, they've got a whole directory on the Gallup website that you can search for by region, um, so the country, the state, the city uh, here in Australia and around the world. And there's plenty of other Clifton Strengths Coaches out there who niche down in, into particular fields um, and focus on particular um, whether it be corporate or personal um, or leadership or uh, management and, um, yeah, culture and teams. There's there's so many different variations of people out there and coaches out there who do different things. But, yeah, at the moment, um, individuals and teams figuring out themselves and really understanding where they thrive and where they kind of flounder a little bit and figuring out why based on their strengths and then setting goals and having some direction as to where they would like their strengths to take them. That's what really lights me up. And do you have a particular, is there a particular subset of or a common theme between, say, your individual clients that are coming to you? Are they at a career crisis? Are they going through a pivotal like career change? Or it could be a number of different situations. Like, is there some sort of common theme that you tend to work with? Um, most of the time, people are just coming to me because they're really curious and they're so interested in figuring out what their strengths are because, and they say, like, I've seen what your strengths are. I've seen what other people that you coach, what their strengths are. And people are talking about strengths on Instagram right now. And, and I want to know what mine are. And then um, that's the first thing. So curiosity kind of really brings them to take their assessment and then wanting to identify what it is about them that is strong and what their natural talent DNA is in order to, um, in order to get better, more productive, more efficient, effective at whatever it is that they're doing. So a lot of the people I work with are small business owners. They're either solopreneurs or have a team of maybe five people max. Um, and so really they just want to be the best business owner they can be. They want to be great mothers, great partners, great friends, and they want to be really kind to themselves and at long last understand themselves. And that seems to be the, the biggest thing, just simply being like, I'm curious and I want to know more about myself so I can understand why I do what I do. And do you, like, what does the typical coaching, is Is it usually a couple of sessions or is it an on, like is it ongoing coaching? Like what does a typical typical coaching, I guess, um, relationship look like? 
Mm-hmm. When you work with me, I obviously would love to work with people ongoing long-term, but I know that that's just not feasible. So my, my, my signature um, coaching session is a 90-minute session where we just look at um, the, the person's top five strengths um, and we look at it in a way of like how do they, com- how do they all come together and combine to create their, um, their talent DNA. And we also look at what I call balconies and basements or the light and shade of their strengths. So um, often people's weaknesses will actually lie within their strengths because any strength used too much or not enough will leave a gap and will uh, will will cause people to um, struggle or not be as efficient and effective as they would like to be in any given situation. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, really looking at over a 90-minute period and that top five, how those five strengths come together and how they come out to play with one another and how when they're used correctly they're going to make you feel like you are on top of the world and standing on the most beautiful balcony overlooking the most beautiful view ever um, or how they're going to come out to play together and work against you in order to make you feel like you're trapped you're not um, succeeding in the areas that that you would like to succeed in um, and things just aren't flowing freely so it's also fascinating like just Mm. the I think the ability to understand that and then use that in your work and personal life is just such a huge benefit to, I think, everything. I think yeah. having that information and I can understand why you would have been like, why don't more people know about this, you yeah. know, like, and wanting to talk to everyone about it. So how do you, you've been in business now for about a year. Yeah. How do you, like, how did you find the beginning of a business? Because I can imagine that with an industry or a specific coaching industry like yours, is that a lot of people don't know it, they don't know. So a lot of people don't even know that, that they need a strengths coach. So how did you go about finding clients and getting work, like fi- finding people to work with? And mm-hmm. there'd be have to be the element of you'd have to, A, you'd have the client that would know what a Clifton Strengths coach is and that they they want it, but there would be this whole big, bigger area of people that don't actually know that this even exists. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, I launched my Clifton Strengths Coaching business at the beginning of COVID too. So I'd just yeah. gotten married and like the coronavirus was a little bit of a whisper. It wasn't, you know, oh, I don't think it'll affect us here in Australia. We're all good. Um, launched the business and then, you know, the whole world shut down. And so that was really difficult because people were holding their money tight. And so, of course, they're not going to invest on themselves in something that they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, so it was really, I just had to keep showing up. I had to really showcase my passion and I'm still doing that there's still so many people who are like I don't really understand like can you tell me more um and so it's really about continually being passionate and continually sharing stories about how my strengths and knowing my strengths have helped me over the years and um I feel like I could be doing so much more in order to get people um aware of knowing their Clifton strengths and wanting to actually take the plunge into finding out what they are and so I talk about my vision a lot in business and it's not even to necessarily work with people. It's simply that I want to live in a world where everyone knows their strengths. And so it really comes back to me just constantly talking about it and trying to get myself in as many places as possible in order to share that passion and to generate that curiosity. So I think curious, generating curiosity is, is the biggest thing. Um, and making find- people feel safe as well. Yeah. Safe knowing about themselves. Yeah. Like I was saying before, when I found out that because my top five strengths um, I took it again recently and my top five strengths are achiever, learner, significance, competition, and focus. And they all seemed so like, I don't know, like almost 
you know how ambitious is almost seen as a dirty word. Mm-hmm. So when I look at mine, I think is that it it you can that element of am I even comfortable knowing myself that well? Mm-hmm. But then obviously they they resonate with me a lot. Yeah. But learning how to work with those in a in a way that mm-hmm. that. And I, it is true what you said. Like I find that when I'm doing those sort of things, I am, I'm in flow, I'm thriving, I'm loving what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you want to kind of make your work and personal life revolve as much around the things that light you up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I think knowing that is really helpful. I was going to say, do you find that when people work with you, your majority of people that come to you are, are through word of mouth because when someone finds out about or starts working with you, they're like, oh, my God, why don't more people know about this? And then they go and tell their friends. Do you find that it kind of comes in pockets like that? Yes, definitely word of mouth. And I think that that's one element to it. But the other is um, just I don't really know how to market. I just make it up. Um, so definitely 100% word of mouth is so far uh, the biggest driver of clients coming to me. And, yeah, I'm really blessed to have worked with people who are really happy for me to share um, their testimonials that they provide me with on Instagram. And I love Instagram. That's where I play the most. And so just being able to have that social proof that they've taken their Clifton Strengths assessment, they've come and done a session with me. They've, I think it's my positivity and empathy when they come together. I really, I'm a natural born cheerleader and I just love showcasing to people all of the good things about them. Um, and yeah, sure. There's some things that we all have to be aware of and mindful of when it comes to our strengths. But let's just touch on that and not dwell on it. Instead, let's really lift you up. And from all accounts, people have left those sessions feeling really empowered and with this new level of um, self-awareness that they didn't know was possible. And I think that kind of feeling is something that we all want to feel more often. We all want to feel more validated and justified and and we want to know more about ourselves in this positive light and in order to do more good and not have as many down days or whatever it is that these people may be experiencing, they've they've got this new foundation to really springboard off and to come back to when they're not when they feel like they're out of alignment. I just am so thrilled that you joined me today. I can't thank you enough for mm. taking the time to talk to me and explain all about Clifton Strengths Coaching and what you do and how it can improve, you know, the lives of your clients and people that, that I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that don't haven't heard of Clifton Strengths before and you've yeah. piqued their interest. So I really, really appreciate you joining me today. You're so welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. And I really hope that people are curious. Yes. Can you please share where they can connect with you online or visit your site and find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is um, www.amypettingill.com. It's a little bit of a tough one to spell and people often get Pettingill all mixed up, Um, but I'm sure that you'll have that in the show notes. Yes. You can reach me on Instagram. It's just at Amy Pettingill Um, and same on Facebook as well. So I hang out on social media a lot. Um, My DMs are always open to people uh, asking questions and wanting to know more about strengths. And yeah, that's where you'll find me. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I loved recording it. As soon as I pressed stop on the recording of that interview, I was like, how can I work with you? And wanted to, I got her to do a guest expert session for my promotion Google Ads course. And I just think the students are going to love it. She is fantastic and has so much knowledge and wisdom around strength coaching. And it's so useful for those that, that use it. So make sure you do connect with Amy if you're interested in learning more. Like I said at the top, if you are looking to join my ads course this year for Google Ads, 
Enrollment will open officially tomorrow on the 26th of Feb and it'll be on for a couple of days. So if you want to learn how to run profitable Google ads, then make sure you do check out the link in the show notes and uh, connect with me online if you need any information or if you've got questions at all. And do all the things, rate and review and come find me on Instagram. I'm at keybiffin underscore and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.